This gentleman, Heath Barnes, he's a Republican candidate for state delegate in District 4. And he says he's a voice for all people in Alice. Heath, good afternoon. I'm sorry. I have a mute button on. Oh, I'm here. You scared <laughs> us because we had some phone problems earlier. I hope they weren't repeating. Yeah, I've been, I've been listening. I was hoping we didn't have the same trouble. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll try to hang in there. Well, I said good afternoon, so I'm welcoming you in, Heath. And uh, we give the uh, candidates an opportunity. You're running for the 4th District delegate seat. Was that is that being held by someone? or? Is, yeah, the current um, well, the current delegates in District Three are uh, Dan Cox, who of course is running for governor now, right. uh, Jesse Tempe, right. who is running for re-election, and Barry Silberti is the third one um, that currently holds the seat. So yeah, there's there's two of the two of the three are running again. Uh, it's a three delegate district. The way they did the maps, um, basically District Four is everything in Frederick County except for Frederick City, Emmitsburg, Sevillasville, and Thermo. So it's kind of a donut around Frederick uh, right. City. Okay. Subtract the top north part of the county. So I currently live in Woodsboro, so I'm kind of the northern part of the district um, is where I'm at. And so that's kind of how the districts, the new maps are aligned. So you would be probably taking, uh, so you, your goal was then to take uh, Dan Cox's seat, right? Yeah. No, this would be a third available seat, right? Yeah, it would yeah. have been Cox's. Right. Did you correct me again? No, right. Dan Cox, right. Yeah, Dan Cox is not running again, of course. He's running for governor. Right, right, so, yes. Right. So, All right. So that you, opens, go ahead, sir. Um, I, to be honest with you, I, I don't care which seat I take. Yeah, exactly. I one, of, <laughs> one of the four. Amen. <laughs> yeah, right. Also, um, you are you have some experience here. You're the Burgess, which is the same as the mayor of the town of Woodsboro. How did you get into that, uh, Heath? Um, I got into that position simply because I – I saw things that could be done in the town that just weren't getting done, whether people just didn't have the ability or didn't have the time to, to make the connections. Um, one of the main reasons I, I got into it is because the town has never had a, had a town hall. And I've seen it just go further and further out and never got anything done. Um, they, they, they were uh, removed from the fire hall back in 2018 where we used to rent because right. – uh, because they sold the fire hall. So not nothing that the fire company did. They just sold the building, so sure. we had to find a location. So, so we've been in a 12-by-24 town office. And I've heard about a town – I mean, a 12-by-24 trailer out at our sewage plant is what our town office is. And I've heard since 2018, well, we're going to get a town hall built. Well, no one's really just jumped in and did it. Um, they bought a – the former bird just did buy a little lot. It was only 64 foot wide, so we've had trouble with that. You can't really put a town hall on it. Um, so once I became Burgess, one of my first priorities, well, what I ran on said, well, my first thing is I'm going to be transparent and I'm going to be available right. because I think constituent services is the most important thing an elected official should do is have, have be available for their constituents. And my second one was to get a town hall built. And um, so we were able to actually purchase and we're going to closing next week on a larger lot. And I petitioned out to um, – a couple of our current uh, delegates, the ones that actually reached back out, um, we have some delegates that didn't chose not to, but the one that did, and we were able to get um, you know four hundred thousand dollars out of Governor Hogan's budget to help us build the town hall, which then opened up some funds for us to be able to buy a larger lot since we were going to have some money towards building the building. So um, that was my main focus is to get a town hall built, and that was my goal. I want that to be started or completed before I leave office. Um, and then just being there for constituents, and that's one of the reasons why I'm running for delegate. I had I had no plans to run for delegate until I started experiencing some of the things that I've experienced as a mayor in this district with not being able to get a hold of some of your elected officials, elected officials that, that aren't there. I mean, 
I said I'm going to run a clean campaign, but the truth is out there. One of our current delegates had the third worst voting record over the last two years of attendance in Annapolis. Wow. Out of 141 delegates, he was rated number three, the worst third, top three worst attendance records for, for votes. That's not acceptable to me. I mean, you are voted, you're elected to serve your constituents and to be in Annapolis and voting and and being there to help them and be a voice for them. And that's why I say I'm going to be a voice for all in Annapolis. I want to help the people and I want to help the municipalities because if we don't, these small municipalities get overlooked in Annapolis. They, they, they go to the big cities, Frederick, Baltimore, little small towns like ours, Middletown, Burkittsville, uh, Brunswick, Woodsboro. We, we get overlooked. And so if you don't have a voice, a strong voice as a delegate there. Well, that's you're, you're, uh, so true. Is, do you care to uh, name the individual you're talking to? Because I'm sure a lot of people yeah. are going, who is he talking about? Who sure, has the I mean, uh, poor I, attendance I, record? Yeah, I mean, I posted it on my Facebook as well. It, it, it's Delegate Barry Silberti. Yeah. Very, very nice gentleman. I have nothing to say about him personally, except for that the voting record is a problem. It's a, it's a problem whenever you are the top three worst. But, and in 2020, all the votes were virtual. There's no reason you miss a third of the a fourth of the votes virtually. That's true. I'm thinking there about that one. The uh, Heath, uh, some of the things is: Do you have to uh, give up? I know this may be an ignorant question. Do you have to yeah. give up being Burgess? I do. So we've already actually worked with that, and we've got that figured out. So what'll happen is we have elections every two years in Woodsboro anyway. Okay. And so. Technically, the, the Burgess one wouldn't be coming back up for two more years. But we will have a – when we have our two counts, because we stagger our council, our councilmen, our councilmen, the council uh, – mm-hmm. we have five council and a Burgess. And so we're staggered. So every four years, a Burgess and two council come up, and then the other opposite two years, two council come up. So what will happen in May is we will have a Burgess election and two councilmen, and the Burgess um, election will be for two years. So they'll finish out the term. But in the mid to in, in the interim, when I leave in January, because I say win, because hopefully I win. Right. But uh, then the president of the council would would be Burgess for the th- final three months until the election. Well, it, that's, how our, that's how our code is written. Now you say the election in Woodsboro. I'm not going to get away from your your what you're running sure. for. But is you say it's in May this month? No, May, I'm sorry, May of next year. Oh, okay. Not this year. I'm no. sorry. I forget we're in May now, May of next year. Okay, that's fair. And so I wouldn't take office as delegate until January of next year. So. Okay. So a question I have for you, you have, you're have you up against, uh, you know, it's an election year. It should be a good one. You're running Republican. You should, you know, have plenty of, uh, you know, support there, I would hope, in the county because we've seen what's been happening in the state of Maryland because, as you know, once you are in Annapolis, you're, Still, such a minority. Which, uh, what uh, you obviously uh, you will work across the aisles if you want to get anything accomplished. What are some of your goals? I mean, uh, you, you enumerated one in Woodsboro. What What do you hope to do for the state of Maryland? So, one of my main goals, I want to make it, I, and this is one of the reasons I started running is as well is I want to make it easier for our retirees to live here. It, it, I mean, I see some of my in laws that are at retirement age that are not able to retire because of the retirement taxes on our retirees. It, it, we need to make something better for them so that people don't have to work their whole life in Maryland and then turn around and have to move across state lines to live and not even be able to, you know, grandkids should be able to grow up around their grandparents. They shouldn't have to have their grandparents moving out because when grandma and grandpa gets of the age to retire, they can't afford to live here anymore in a state where they've been for, you know, their whole life. Um, I want to work on that. 
Um, definitely. I want to work on, you know, on, on helping some of our small businesses. Our small businesses hurt. They have been hurt, and they're still hurting from this, from the lockdowns. And and how can we help our small business and less government and less restrictions on them? It's it's so hard to start a small business in Maryland anyway, and then to be successful and to be able to financially survive with some of the regulations that we have on small businesses. Those are those are two of my two of my key points um, that I, that I want to focus on. We're going to. Um- what I'm going to ask to, uh, Heath, you're still with us. I hope the folks are still working good. I am here. That's yeah. I looked at some of the uh, other things that you support I think are brilliant. Tell us a little bit more about the uh, the school system. Uh, you say parental choice and school system. What do you have in mind there? I'm a firm believer that a student shouldn't be determined what school district they're in just because of the parent's address or income. I think parents should have a choice on where they where their children go to school. I'm, I I I'm a supporter of the voucher system where you can, where your children should be able to go. Um, you should, parents should have choice, and they should also have a have a say in what their children are being taught. Um, for school systems, you know, to say, you know, I've heard it said by by people in the school board sometimes that parents shouldn't have the right to talk, to hear what they're to see what their children are being taught. I firmly disagree with that. The parents should have the choice, and it shouldn't be an opt out. In my opinion, it should be an opt in. If it's something that's controversial. It should be an opt-in if the ch- if the parents want their children to be taught certain things. Um, you know, I'm not going to go into big topic of what's going on in the school boards as far as the gender studies and the sexuality in the in the grade schools and in, in the younger grades. But I think that that it's inappropriate to be taught that at that young of an age, a child should not be being taught about what their gender is or what their choice of gender is in kindergarten, first grade. It's not something that I that I agree with. Well, well said. You're, uh, you, um, Frank, did you have something in front of you? I wanted to just uh, step back for a moment since you made it sure. a uh, primary issue, and that is uh, uh, helping Maryland retirees and, and the taxes. The uh, last uh, session of the legislature did, it was one of the few things that was, I guess, a, a bipartisan agreement between uh, the Republican governor and the Democratic legislature to, uh, to make a reduction in taxes for seniors. Are you saying that you don't think it went far enough? Um, I, I, I don't. I think we should even go a little bit further. But I, I was very excited um, with that bipartisan. And that's what you have to do as a Republican in Annapolis. I know I you know, sometimes people go say they're going to go in there and change the change the state. As a Republican in Annapolis, you might not get the whole apple, but you might get a bite. Right. And so what you have to do, you have to work these out. But, yeah, you know, I you know, I was running on that. That was one of my uh, agendas before this legislation passed but yes i'm very happy with the legislation that passed that helps our retirees but i, th- I think we could do even a little more well it is because we st- still tax them i mean uh, correct pennsylvania does not uh, and that's why a lot of people when they retire moved out of the state of maryland right. which, which i is, mean go ahead sir we have a surplus uh, right now you know there, there's huge. a surplus of, of a huge surplus just like you know another tax with the gas taxes you know it was it was it was a legislation was proposed by Delegate Cham over over in Washington County to extend the 36 cent gas tax through the summer. The Democrats voted that down. I mean, 36 cents may not seem like a lot for people that are making a decent living, but what about that single mom who's working, you know, yeah. or that fixed income? 36 cents a gallon is a lot of money that could have helped them through the summer. Well, you're exactly right, and that's that's what we need to do. Is you know, I think that's important. It's amazing how many people. That doesn't bother 
but they're mostly in Annapolis. Heath, uh, the uh, when you um, I looked at your schedule coming up. Of course, you got the Brunswick Parade. You'll be on the Carnival Circuit, I'm sure. Um, oh yeah. And the primary comes up July 19th. Now, suppose someone wants to get involved. How do they contact you? How do they go about reaching you? Sure, sure. And and talk, speaking of uh, of. Uh, Parades, uh, Woodsboro's Memorial Day parades back after a two-year hiatus this Sunday at one o'clock too. So I encourage everybody to come out to that. Good. Uh, the, Good. Way, the way they're talking at the American Legion is supposed to be one of the largest ones we've had. It's a campaign, a political year or election year. <laughs> so of course there'll be there'll be a lot of candidates in there. Sure. Um, and also we have our uh, the head of the parade, Mr. Derry, a World War II um, veteran. So that'd be really nice to see. But if somebody wants to get a hold of me, um, my website is Barnes the number four delegate dot com. And uh, I have all my contact information on there. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, like I said, the current Burgess of Woodsboro, I try to keep those separate as much as I can. I sure. mean, there's only so much you can do. I try to keep that bipartisan, but um, I can also be reached there at the office and, and different things as well. So. Tell us again um, the, uh, the, the yeah. geographic area so people understand. District 4. <clears throat> sure. yeah, if you're on the ballot uh, of what District 4 is. So District 4, basically, if you look at a circle like a donut around Frederick City, it encompasses everything in Frederick County except for Frederick City, Thurmont, Emmitsburg, and Sibyllisville. Hmm. Basically, every other municipality around Frederick County is all in District 4. And it's a, a three-delegate district, which means there will be three delegates that get elected. There are currently four of us running for three spots on the Republican primary and then we would go up in the general against the three Democratic candidates for a three-delegate three district. Got it. And Delegate Pippi, he's he's not running again. He's running for councilman at large, right? No, Delegate Pippi's running again. So oh, that's right. That's for, right. I was thinking yeah, of Delegate. Uh, I'm, th- I'm sorry. Sorry, Frank. Don't stare at me like that. <laughs> I can make mistakes. It's legal. Well, he's, yeah, he filed, he filed for state senate, and then he filed, right, he, right, he, right. he's back as state delegate now. Very good. Well, Heath, I've known you. I've met you. I'm very impressed. I wish you the best of luck, and thank you for taking the opportunity to talk to the listeners of uh, Mid Maryland Live. And um, you're welcome at any time to give us a call back. Thank you for all you guys do. Great show always. Thank you, Keith. That's Heath Barnes. He's running for, he's the mayor of Woodsboro. We call him the Burgess. And he'll be up, uh, he is running and for the primary, which is July 19th. For delegate in District 4. And four, four people running for three seats. So, wish everyone the best of luck. And as Frank would always say, that we solicit, we, we accept any solicitation from those running for office. Uh, we don't, we don't really call them. They call us. And I think.